Hi, this is ESPN's Dave Lamont, and you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome into the Sports Objective. We really appreciate everyone tuning in whenever and however you're watching and listening, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts in audio-only form, you can find us. Uh, Today we're talking East Carolina Pirate Basketball. A major roster overhaul is uh, taking place under new head coach Mike Schwartz and staff. And right now to discuss that and um, the coaching change, the roster overhaul, uh, welcome back in from now on three sports in addition to absolute basketball, Jamie Shaw. Jamie, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Bubba, I always appreciate uh, you bringing me on. I, I enjoy talking pirate basketball. Absolutely. Um, always appreciate your time and insight, um, a wealth of information. Um, and I know uh, there's some members of this class that you don't know a whole lot about, but um, a little over half of them uh, you're very familiar with and, and can uh, tell Pirate Nation what they have to look forward to in the coming years. But, um, you know, before we dive into the roster overhaul, uh, why don't you just tell us your thoughts? I know you're familiar with Mike Schwartz from his days at Tennessee. You've had some interaction with Coach. Uh, mm-hmm. So talk about Coach, and then we'll we'll dive into the staff that he assembled. Yeah, so I've known Mike for probably eight years or so um, since his time at Tennessee. He did a great job there. Um the thing that I can say that Michael bring is, is he's, he's a tireless worker. Um, he's somebody that's going to pay close attention to the fine details uh, of everything within a program. Um, and he's going to build a good culture. Uh, he's a culture guy. Um, he's, he's a guy who, who um, wants a strong locker room, strong leadership, um, and he'll provide strong leadership himself as well. A uh, stand-up guy, tireless worker. Um, it was a very, very good hire. Um, for for East Carolina, I'm kind of excited to see um, how quickly and how this how this uh, builds over these next couple of years. No doubt. Um, the more I've heard about Coach Schwartz and the more I've heard him speak, um, the more I've liked the hire, as you just referenced. And, uh, you know, with with Coach Schwartz, he obviously has very strong Rick Barnes ties um, to his time at Texas, uh, where he got his coaching start after his playing days, and then also, um, obviously, um, to there at Tennessee, but also very strong ties to Frank Haith. And um, that's one of the things that I like about him, that he has significant experience in a variety of roles, different parts of the country, and uh, under several head coaches. Yeah, no, it, uh, you talk to uh... – Talked to Mike and, and he swears by Rick Barnes, gave him his opportunity in the business and grew him and groomed him. Um, and obviously Rick played a, a big piece in Mike getting this opportunity. Obviously Mike got it on his own merits. He deserved the job and earned the job. Rick went to bat for him and, uh, you know, vouched for him um, and everything with that as well. Um, but yeah, no, Mike's been through the ringer. I mean, he, he started, he started low and worked his way on up the, uh, the ladder um, and had incredible success at Tennessee as the associate head coach. 
um, both on the recruiting side, game planning side, uh, getting the players ready, running some practices and getting all that type of stuff together. Um, he's been through it all. And now he's ready, I guess, to, to run his own program. You talk about his time at Tennessee. One of the things he received a, a lot of credit for, you know, both from uh, Rick Barnes, um, which obviously stands out uh, the most, but then also college basketball analysts around the country, and that is the, the Volunteers' defense, um, so successful. And, um, and Coach Schwartz was the, quote, defensive coordinator. Yeah, no, he, he, he played a huge role. Rick Barnes allows his assistants – um, a very heavy hand when it comes to the game planning um, and all that type of stuff within the, the program um, might play a heavy role in, in the game planning and in, in the, in the schemes uh, that Tennessee ran that, that had all the success that they saw the NCAA tournaments and the development of pros and all that type of stuff. Mike had a very heavy hand in that um, at Tennessee over these last few years. And um, as we, slowly over these next couple minutes start to talk about the the pieces that coach Schwartz and staff have added to this East Carolina roster. Uh, you see a lot of length and athleticism and uh, that's something that certainly you know goes hand in hand with his uh, the style that he's recruiting to. But um, before we dive into that, uh, something else you heard about Coach Schwartz were his international ties and uh, you're already starting to see some uh, flavor on this international uh, excuse me on this roster some international flavor. Um, with uh, multiple guys with France um, ties. And then also, um, most recently, uh, the eighth commitment of this class, uh, eighth scholarship player, that is, and that's Valentino Pinedo, 6'7", Spaniard. Yeah, so it's always good when you're able to get a, um, you know, widen your base. If you have trusted people overseas, the you can have players come into. I know that um, like Viscovi at Tennessee came from the NBA Academy um, and all that, you know, there's talent everywhere all across the world. If you can go overseas and grab a player um, who's talented and can help you win um, that that's just an added bonus. And you certainly can't generalize. I mean, but uh, you know, across the board, a lot of times, you know, it seems as though um, some of the international players, um, you know, they're, they're pretty uh, fundamentally sound. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're, they're international players, are, I guess, are kind of like American players um, in the same. They have their own developmental curve um, as well as well as most. Um, the thing that you'll find about the international players is a lot of times their recruitments are not as um, as heavy um, as, as other people. So you can go overseas and land a very good player who maybe not a lot of um, – you know, Division One programs have, have necessarily seen um, because they don't have a, that international experience, international ties. They don't go overseas and really uh, look at look at players like that. So, um, you know, yeah, and, and everybody has their own developmental curve when it when it comes to basketball and stuff. But um, you know, on the overseas thing, it, 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 you could get a couple players from trusted sources uh, without much of a, a battle or a fight. Starting to take a look at this uh, 2022 class, uh, Tennessee transfer Quentin DeBunge, uh 6'5", 217 pounds. He played minimally for the balls last year. Obviously, Tennessee had so much success. Uh, and yeah, I think Quentin played in seven ball games, a total of 35 minutes. Uh, so uh, he's a guy that's uh, very talented, obviously. Uh, Coach Schwartz loves what he sees out of Quentin, and Quentin uh, didn't want to uh, – 
you know, hang around there at Tennessee and, you know, have to buy his time when he could transfer and play for Coach Schwartz at East Carolina and uh, see significant minutes uh, um, in a hurry. Yeah, no, and, and you, you mentioned the length and athleticism, and that's what Quentin has. He's going to come in and be, and be an energetic guy um, who has some developing skill set, um, but an energetic guy with length and athleticism that fits right into the league um, that ECU is in. Um, this is almost kind of a DNA overhaul um, when it comes to that type of stuff. The, the, the previous maybe East Carolina rosters, um, they had some talent, but they didn't necessarily fit the, the DNA of what the league has with all the LinkedIn athleticism. Well, Quentin comes in here um, and he fits that DNA of, of what um, the, the conference has, what these other teams are putting on the floor. Um, and as he continues to develop, continues to get stronger um, uh, and get game reps, really just, just get in game and get game reps. Um, you know, he was a late bloomer coming out of high school. Um, I believe when I was, a, uh, we, uh, he, he was late into the rankings um, and all that type of stuff as well. Um, but his best basketball is ahead of him, and, and he kind of fits the mold of what the league has and, you know, that LinkedIn athleticism that Schwartz is looking for with um, this new roster. The other transfer, um, and when I say transfer, there are a couple more transfers, but the other uh, Division One transfer, uh, Iowa State product, Jaden Walker, he's a guy that was very highly regarded coming out of high school, um, played for, I think, a couple – coaching staffs here at Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, uh, during his first year with the Cyclones, uh, started nine ball games, uh, played in 22. Uh, this year, uh, Iowa State obviously had such a successful run in the NCAA tournament. He played in 14 games, did not start any. But uh, he was a guy um, that over his two seasons averaged about three points a game and, uh, and you know, 12 to 15 minutes. Yeah, at 6'4", 6'5", um, he can create shots, which which is a big thing. Now, obviously, at Iowa State, he, he didn't make as many of them. He, he, he shot better in his second year than he did in his first year. Um, but he comes in with a reputation of being able to create shots. He plays with a good pace. He may not be as, as explosively athletic, um, but he's got great length and positional size at 6'4", 6'5". Um, and, and, you know, as he continues to get more reps, continues to get in games more, continues to do more of that, um, the shot will become more consistent. Uh, the forms there, the the paces there, all that type of stuff. So as he continues to get more confident in his role in his spots, um, you know, at six four, six five, the scoring should be, uh, should up itself. The the consistency of shot making should up itself because he's able to create those opportunities um, within two and three dribbles and get to his spots um, and get to his comfort zones. One of the things that uh, Coach Schwartz said that really stood out to him and the staff about uh, Jaden is his ability to rebound the basketball as a bigger guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's that's the physicality that comes kind of within this league um, is is you're going to need to be able to rebound the ball at least four out of five positions. Um, and, you know, being able to stick your nose in there and come away with an extra possession uh, is a significant uh, factor. You know, moving on, uh, I, I know a guy that you didn't know as much about, um, but while we're on the transfers, wanted to mention him, and that's Benjamin Bayela. Uh, he, he has um, those French ties at 6'6", 190 pounds. Shooting guard, um, probably can also play the three, but, um, you know, Oklahoma State uh, was in the mix prior to him getting injured and other such programs. So he's a guy that uh, some programs cooled on uh, once he sustained that knee injury. but um, by all accounts, you know, is 
recovering from that well. Uh, and obviously, um, the coaching staff has no reason to believe otherwise. Otherwise, um, we probably wouldn't be where we are. Yeah, no, again, it goes into that that positional size. I mean, 6'5 at, at the 2'3, at the 6'6, six, 6'5 six, six, at the 2'3 is, is, is great positional size. And, and now all of a sudden you're starting to try to roster out there, put a roster out on the floor that looks like they belong in this conference with their physicality and, and, and their size. Uh, let's move on to uh, the the high school products, um, a lot of whom you know an awful lot about. And uh, let's start off with the point guard. Uh, Saxby Sunderland uh, out of Virginia, uh, the the greater D.C. area, I believe. Uh, but Saxby is uh, you know, very talented. And Coach Schwartz said that his recruitment, uh, you know, had been pretty heavy. But um, he's the guy that he felt was hurt by the uh, transfer portal slash everything, you know, that was going on uh, with some of the sc- scholarship and eligibility uh, effects of COVID. Yeah, so Sunderland, for me, I think he's more of an off-the-ball guy. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily a point guard. I, I've only seen him play off the ball, but what he has done is he, he's a shot maker. He's a, he's a smooth shooter. Um, he knows he can get into his mid-range one-two dribbles, um, plays with a great pace. He's probably about 6'2-ish, maybe 6'3-ish, 6'2-ish, somewhere around there, um, but can really shoot the ball. Uh, he's got a really smooth uh, jump shot, very confident in it. Um, it, it extends out uh, well beyond the three-point line. Um and, and he's able to take it. Now, he could probably act as a secondary-type ball handler, uh, maybe get you into some sets, uh, restart the offense, and, and, and things like that. But his most impressive thing about him was um, the shot-making ability. You know, while we're up in um, that region, uh, let's talk about a guy who, um, you know, very skilled for a 6'8", uh, big, and that's Elijah Jones. Um, he has tremendous range, and Coach Schwartz and staff said that, that that's one of the things that really stood out to them uh, in the recruiting process. And uh, you know, he's a guy that's originally from New Jersey before you know playing at Mount Zion. Yeah, Jones is a uh, he's a lengthy, bouncy athlete. Um, so you know he can make a jump shot and everything. He's going to have to um, tighten up the fundamentals, uh, get the footwork down a little bit, get the balance together. Um, you know, but that'll come uh, with reps. That'll come with in-game stuff. But where he really affects the, the play right now is with his athleticism and his activity. Um, he, he, he has a high motor. Uh, he's able to go rebound the basketball. He can play defense, uh, move his feet, and protect the rim a little bit. Um, weak size shot blocker. Um, but, but his activity level and his motor with his length and athleticism is his greatest uh, trait right now. And the jump shot looks promising. It, it looks like he can, uh, you know, develop into that being something that he can rely on um, at, at the next level. And that's something uh, we can touch on a little bit more later on, but um, that Coach Schwartz, um, I love the fact that he seems very open to, you know, playing positionless basketball. He said, hey, if I have a five that can bring the ball down the court, uh, that's perfectly okay with me as long, as long as, you know, he's effective at doing so. So, Having guys that are flexible and versatile is something that this staff is really uh, seeking. But uh, another 6'8 guy that's very versatile from right here, uh, Liberty Heights in North Carolina, and then um, I guess what originally Georgia, and that's Ezra Asar, Mm -hmm. 6'8", 230 pounds. And uh, I know you felt as though he may have been the the top guy in this class from from the state of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Ezra ranked in the 80s. Um, in the top 100, he's a top 100 player, four-star prospect. He's six six foot eight, 240 pounds. 
um, puts his puts his elbow at the rim, super athletic. Um, but you, you speak of that positional versatility. Um, he initiated the offense a lot for his, for his high school team. He was able to grab the rebound and push the ball at the floor, get his team in his sets. He's an excellent passer. Um, his high school team would put him in different uh, positions on the floor, the wing, the high post, the mid post, and they would run actions through him, and he would find uh, the open man with the pass. Um, he's he's probably the best rebounder in the region as well, um, averaged about 11.5 rebounds per game uh, this season. Um, he's just an overall – the jump shot's a little bit of a question, but at six foot eight, 240 pounds, um, you know, you don't necessarily really worry about that because he's getting downhill, he's able to post up, he's got good stuff on the – um, on the block and the jump shot will come around because it's not, it's just a confidence thing. Um, but his versatility and ability to initiate offense, to push the break, uh, to bring the ball up the floor, to find teammates and his ability to rebound and defend multiple positions. He could, he could defend. He's probably a true four. He can defend three. He can defend switch down to the five um, for his high school team. He would actually defend the point. Like he would play the, the point of attack um, on, on their trap trapping defense, full court trapping defense. And he played at the top. Um, at the trap, his versatility is just off the charts, and that plays right into what you're just talking about with uh, what Mike's trying to do. If you would tell us, uh, I know I've seen the list, but uh, in addition to East Carolina, obviously, um, wasn't Wichita State and some other pretty reputable programs, um, you know, in the mix for Ezra? Yeah, w- Wichita State, Texas A&M, uh, Providence had come in, um, UMass. Um, off the top of my head, they were all involved. Another player that the Pirates got um, from the uh, region is preferred walk-on Colin McKenzie out of Charleston, South Carolina, out of First Baptist, 6'6", average 22-plus in high school um, during his senior season and shot over 40% from three. And I know he's a guy that had some Division One offers from the likes of Maine, et cetera. Yeah, so Colin's a Division One player. He's somebody who got um, – I guess caught up in the COVID um, mix kind of went a little bit unseen, but uh, he produced at a high level. Um, You know, he was conference player of the year, all state type guy out of South Carolina, uh, played in the same conference that Josiah James, Aaron Neesmith, those guys played in down in Charleston, South Carolina. He's six, six. He shoots the cover off the ball. Um, He can shoot it off movement, shoot it off the catch. Um, He's also pretty athletic. Um, You know, he can do an array of, of, you know, East Bays and 360 dunks and all that type of stuff. Uh, going toward the rim. His dad played football at Furman. His sister's a cross-country runner at Charleston Southern, so he's athletic family. Um, not not very much of a surprise, um, you know, that he's as successful in sports as he is. Um, but he's somebody that that could develop. He's, he's thin, so he's somebody who could develop uh, once he gets on campus, gets in the weight room, uh, gets on the nutrition program and all that type of stuff, puts on some weight. Uh, he could find his way into the lineup. There's a lot of stuff to like there. Uh, with what he brings to the floor, brings to the table at six foot six, with his ability to really shoot the ball um, and make shots at a high level, um, and and it will be interesting to track what he looks like in two two and a half years from now um, within the college program. And in addition to Colin, the Pirates will also be adding a, another walk on into the mix, one that you're not as familiar with, uh, Josh Stewart out of Concord, North Carolina, who actually played uh, a prep season up at the um, South Kent School for Rafael Chilius, who had been a member of Joe Dooley's staff for multiple seasons uh, prior to moving back up to the Northeast. But um, So these guys are going to be added into the mix. Uh, you obviously have Luigi Debo, R.J. Felton, uh, Winston Tabs, Javon Small, 
and um, Brandon Johnson, in addition to uh, David Kitsung and I, um, they're going to be returning pieces on the 2022-2023 East Carolina roster. But uh, really appreciate your time this afternoon, Jamie. And, you know, before we wrap things up, you know, tell folks, um, remind them where they can follow your work there with On3 Sports and then also with Absolute Basketball. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all it's all on three. Um, make sure you check it out on three dot com. That's O N and the number three. It's right here, as you can see on three uh, dot com. Make sure you check that out. Um, it's, it's the latest recruiting uh, website. The, the guy who the, the same guy who created Rivals.com, the same guy who created two four seven. Well, on three is his latest creation. We started six months ago, um, and and I am the national recruiting analyst um, for the site. Um, so, uh, make sure you check it out. All the football information you need, all the basketball information you need. Um, we're, we're, we're growing team sites. I think we're up to maybe 24, 25 team sites now. Um, and that's going to keep growing, um, every month or two, um, with what we add on. So, um, make sure you check it out on three.com on Twitter. It is on three sports. As you see down there, um, on the bottom, also on three recruits, um, on Twitter. It's also on Instagram as well on three recruits. And then myself, at Jamie Shaw five. Um, so make sure you check that out. Also too, make sure you check out uh, Tipton edits, Joe Tipton. Uh, he's on the national team with me uh, at on three Tipton edits at Tipton edits uh, for all the breaking news um, in, in the recruiting world. Um, he's, he's at the top of the game uh, with it as well. So we're very proud about what we're building at on three. Uh, make sure that you check it, uh, check it out and make sure you check us out um, on Twitter and everything too. Um, but thank you, Bubba. It's always, always awesome to be on. Going to be very interesting to see uh, how everything unfolds with the 2022-2023 season. Uh, obviously, uh, so many new pieces. Going to have a very young uh, roster with not a lot of proven scoring, uh, but um, certainly a lot of talent coming into the fold. Um, so we'll be interesting to see how the initial season under Mike Schwartz and staff goes uh, in Greenville. But uh, for Jamie Shaw, uh, I'm Bob Rosenbaum. You've been watching and listening to the Sports Objective. Remember to follow us on social media, on Twitter and TikTok at the Sports OBJ, on Instagram at the Sports Objective. Like and follow us on Facebook. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to ring the notification bell so you're alerted whenever we post new content. Um, but, as always, Pirate Nation, we appreciate you tuning in, and we'll talk to you real soon. Take care.